Hello, mamas. Welcome to another episode of Moms of the Night. I am so glad you're here in this beautiful, sacred space that we're creating to just chat all things motherhood. And today reminded me exactly why I created this podcast and have really strived to have on women just like you and me, everyday moms um, that have a story to share. I really, really am passionate about not having experts or people who are just trying to spew advice at us because we just need to sit in solidarity together, have real raw conversations, and make each other feel less alone. And that is exactly the kind of conversation I had with Taylor. And so today you're going to hear our conversation. She is a first-time mama that lives in Bismarck, North Dakota, and she is in sales, helping run her family business and also runs a cycle studio. And she has a beautiful baby boy named Crew. And we're going to hear her story about becoming a medical mama and all of the things she has gone through in the last seven to eight months of her life with medical challenges that have come with her baby boy and what that has looked like for her and her family. And I know there are so many women out there who are dealing with diagnosis um, for their children or someone in their family. And I just want to hold space and send you love. I think just hearing Taylor's story hadn't gave me that much more respect and admiration for the strength that comes with dealing with medical challenges when it comes to your own children. And so this episode is incredibly impactful. She has the most beautiful words to end it with in her Dear Mama monologue. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this episode with Taylor. Hello. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so glad you're here. I'm also just very honored that you applied to be a guest because, I don't know, when you start a podcast and you do it in this format and you put yourself out there, you never quite know what you're going to get. But I was just so drawn to your application and I'm so excited that you said yes after um, I explained everything that was involved. And so I'm just really glad you're here. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Um, I apologize if my emotions take the best of me, but it's been a wild ride. And um, I just want to know that other medical mamas are not alone. (laughs) So you're with me. (laughs) And you're catching me on like a super emotional day too. So I'll just cry right along with you, girl. Like it's all good. I'm I'm right here with you. Um, But yes, I I do want to get into that. I want you to share what you're what you're willing to share. I feel yeah. like this is such an important topic. I feel like I see more and more women going through medical journeys with their kiddos. And yeah. while I can't relate on the version with a child, mm-hmm. I can relate how um, hard it is to walk through a medical journey with somebody you love and the Absolutely. advocating that goes into that. And how exhausting it can be. And so I can only imagine relating that then to my own child. And all of that goes on along with it. So I would love to just hear from you, like, walk us through your motherhood journey, what life looks like for you right now. Give us a little bit of a glimpse into your world. Yeah. So I will preface this. Um, Crew, he's, he's eight months old. He is gonna be okay. It's a, it's a journey. Um, but I just want to start that out. So he's gonna be okay. His Mm -hmm. condition is super rare. Um, I actually also have that condition we found out and it has to do with drinking water. So if I drink water a lot, that's why. Um, but anywho, so, um, yeah, it's so crazy. So, um, motherhood is getting better. Um, it, I'll just start from the beginning, if that's okay. Yeah, please um, do. Please so do. going back to the beginning, you know, it's weird. Us moms, I feel like we have this such a strong instinct. And ever since I found out I was pregnant, I just always had the fear that something was wrong. 
And I'm like, I didn't know if it was my, you know, anxiety taking over um, or what it was, but I just always had this weird feeling. So he was born, everything went great. My birth, like people asked about that. I'm like, it was so calm and relaxing. It was amazing. Um, And it started where he just, the first day he ate okay. And then ever since that after that day, it went downhill. So it started with him not, um, I, I was breastfeeding and he just wouldn't latch. And, um, so I started exclusively pumping and, um, he just wouldn't take the bottles. I mean, it was like every two hours we were, would just have to like cross our fingers that he would drink his bottle. So, I mean, that's like yeah. so stressful. Every mom knows how stressful yes. is you know, and so, in general, yes. Yeah. Like just in general, I mean, it's, you know, it's stressful enough. And so I reached out to a lactation consultant and she was absolutely amazing. Um, you know, she helped me work through it, showed me what to do. Um, and we just both knew like me and this, uh, lactation consultant, we were just like, something's just not right. Um, and so he wasn't pooping (laughs) and right away. And so the pediatrician was a little concerned with that. Um, and they actually blamed it on my breast milk. They said I needed to add formula to it. My breast milk didn't have enough calories. And, um, and I know that's controversial. So take, (laughs) okay. No, it's crazy. And something in my, in my brain was just like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I just don't think it's my breast milk. Um, Mm -hmm. so then of course he's not gaining weight, not gaining weight, not using, going to the bathroom regularly, still not eating, very lethargic. Um, and finally my lactation consultant was like, I want you to go see, um, this OT. And I'm like, okay, like, I guess it can't hurt. So I went and saw the OT. And she asked, she said, does he have any heart issues? And I said, no. She's like, I think he should, you know, do get some testing done. So um, I'm like, okay. I thought about it. Didn't really act on it. Because I was like, gosh, it just seems like we're jumping the gun here, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so then I went back to my lactation consultant and she asked me the same thing. The next time I went there, she's like, does he, do you think he has any heart issues? Like, has he ever turned blue and he's eating and, and all that jazz. And, um, I'm like, no, but I'm like, okay, this is the second person that's saying that he should get further testing. So something in my gut was just like, you know what, I'm going to ask his pediatrician to start doing testing. So we got a heart, um, we got a referral to a heart doctor. And, um, I'd also like to preface that I'm not in the medical field. So for any of you (laughs) that are in the medical field, God bless you. I might get a few things wrong. Um, but I am so far from the medical field. So much terminology to remember. So you do you girl. It's crazy. Um, so yeah, we got a referral and they, I also requested that they did blood work and turns out the only blood work they did was check his thyroid. And I found that out later on. So, um, okay. And then I also was told to get a referral to GI because they're like, well, maybe something's going on, you know, with his, his GI system. And that's why he's not pooping. He's not eating like something's holding it up. So, um, his heart, all of his heart stuff came back completely fine. Thank gosh. Um, and his thyroid blood work came back. Okay. Um, and GI, the specialist in Fargo actually, um, saw his case and called, um, his pediatrician and she called me and, um, said that he needed to be admitted immediately into the hospital. They didn't know what was wrong, but something was not correct. (laughs) And at this time he was, I think he was three and a half months at this point. Um, So my husband and I are like at home with our three and a half month old. He seems decently normal, but we're just like, he's so underweight and he's not eating. Like what's the worst that can happen? We go in to the hospital for a night. They figure out what's wrong. We go home. Mm -hmm. So we get to the hospital 
And, um, and obviously like that was just like, what is happening right now? You know? Yeah. Well, and to get a call to be like, Hey, you need to come to the hospital. It's not just like, Hey, we want to do further testing. It's like, he needs to be admitted. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. It was. It was. And so then, um, sorry. (laughs) Um, so we, we admitted him. And they start doing testing. And I said, well, they already did blood work. And the doctor that was working was like, well, the only blood work they did was his thyroid. And me not being in the medical field, how was I supposed to know that, you know? Yeah, right. So um, they did further blood work and they did an electrolyte panel. And his sodium came back um, super elevated, which is really scary because high sodium can cause mm. um, seizures. And um, so at that okay. point, they decided to um, give him an IV of fluids. And they also this thinking back to this, I can't believe this even happened, um, but they would not let me give him my breast milk. They would only let him drink um the milk i forget the name of it but it's the n- milk that they give like nicu babies to gain weight okay okay and so he's going from this like really yummy sugar milk to this like disgusting like hardcore formula and they wouldn't it was it was crazy they would not they controlled yeah. what bottles were brought in it was it was really wild like thinking back at the time did they um, ever give you reasoning like why they, were GI was thinking that potentially he could have a milk allergy. And so to like my breast milk. So looking back, I would have fought that more. But at the time we were just so helpless that I'm like, okay, well, they're the doctors. I'm going to listen to them. Mm -hmm. So so anyways, we're feeding him this formula. His sodium keeps, you know, getting higher and higher and higher. And, um, they hook him up to an IV, which was terrible. I mean, holding your three and a half Ugh. month old down, it was, it's, it was heart wrenching. Um, yeah. and the next morning we're like, okay, he had IV, you know, fluids all night. Hopefully his sodium came down. He was barely eating that formula that they were giving him. And, um, it was a new doctor that came in and she was just like, you know, his levels are just, they keep elevating and we just don't have the means for pediatrics in Bismarck. Um, There's a flight team on their way up and he needs to get life flighted immediately to Fargo. So, you know, I know. (laughs) So, um, you know, my first instinct was like, no, but then, you know, as I we sat there and we're like, okay, like this is what's best. Like Fargo's gonna know what to do. They have a specialized pediatric, you know, floor for um kids in the ICU. And obviously he can't go in the NICU because he's left the hospital already, you know, so they don't allow mm-hmm. um babies that have left the hospital back in, you know, to the NICU. So um I let my husband go on that flight. I just I hate flying. <laughs> I hate medical stuff. And so I'm like, you know what? Like, I'll go home with my family. Luckily, we have the most amazing set of grandparents um, through stuff in bags and we hit the road. Um, And as we are driving, my husband texts me and he's like, the helicopter is broken. We just had to land. Um, They're finding us a jet and we have to take an ambulance to the airport. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Stop it. Yeah. So everything is going wrong. Like I'm just at this point, just like, I'm just numb. Like I can't even talk. Like I'm just like in the backseat of my parents' car. My dad's driving a hundred down the highway. Or Not the inter- to mention you are what? Three to four months postpartum? Yeah. Brand new mom. Brand First new mom. Time. They don't give you any, you don't get any time to process what's happening ask questions. No, it was. Oh girl. It was crazy. <laughs> and at that time, I wasn't very emotional. Now I think I'm more emotional because I'm able to like process my feelings right. a little bit better. Um, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> and yeah. so we get to Fargo and they actually only beat us probably by like half an hour. So by the time we get there, um, 
you know, I just am not good with medical stuff. I never have been. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of had to wait in the waiting room because, I mean, he had cords coming out of all ends. He had a, a feeding tube. He had a, um, a catheter. He had IVs in both arms. Um, and so like a heart monitor on his foot and, um, you know, and doing that is not easy on a three and a half month old. It takes no. time. And, um, so that, that whole day was just a nightmare. So basically what they had to do was lower his sodium. That was the ICU's doctors. That was their only concern at that point. They said, we can't figure out what's wrong with them. We need to lower his sodium, but you have to do it slow because if he goes too fast, then he has brain swelling. So, yeah. So the next couple days were just like so wishy-washy. His sodium would go high, then it would go low. Um, And then they finally did get it to stable out. And as we were kind of talking with the doctors, I don't know what prompted me to tell them this, but I just, I've always drank a lot of water. (laughs) And anybody that knows me, I always have. And so is my dad. And so is my grandma. And I was just sitting there during rounds one morning with the doctors. And I'm just like, you know, I know we're not like the goal is to not figure out what's wrong with him right now. We're just trying to, you know, get his levels squared away. I said, but I want to let you know that I drink a lot of water and it's not normal and nobody's ever listened to me. And they're like, well, how much do you drink? I'm like, I fill this up 12 times a day. (laughs) Like I drink this. Oh my goodness. Yes. And they're like, okay, like that's very interesting. So then that got them on. And that just like spurred you randomly. Like you just felt the need to tell them that. Yeah. I just like felt the Uh, need to tell them that because I mean, when I was pregnant, I would drink three of these in the middle of the night. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. For those of you listening, she is holding up the big Stanley. (laughs) Like It is 40 ounces. (laughs) So I drink like. Oh my goodness. 20 ounces every, like every night. It was, it was insane. Um, and all the doctors, like I would tell them at, you know, my yearly checkups and they would just be like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like continue on. (laughs) So that got them thinking, um, that this is potentially called, they thought it was diabetes insipidus, which is what he has. So it's called, he has nephrogenic diabetes insipidus. So Um, and it's, we're thinking it's genetic. We're doing genetic testing right now, but, um, so basically his kidneys just flush everything out and he just like is constantly peeing and he doesn't, which causes his sodium to spike. Um, which is why I'm always drinking water is same thing for me. Um, our kidneys just don't know how to function. So at first we thought it was potentially central DI, which people who have had like brain injuries or like tumors, like near their pituitary gland, I believe, um, Mm -hmm. they get DI. um, And that um, is treated a little bit differently than um, nephrogenic DI. So his has to do with kidneys. Um, We deal with a nephrologist in Fargo. And, um, you know, once they got his sodium under control, um, they had to figure out if it was central or if it was his kidneys. So since it is his kidneys, he has to take in a certain amount of fluids a day on top of drinking milk um, so he could gain weight because he was considered failure to thrive at that Mm -hmm. point. Um, So we had to make the tough decision to, um, for him to get a G tube. So that's where it's a little, um, tube right in his belly. Um, and if he doesn't drink his bottles, we have to tube, um, his milk through there, all of his medicine goes through there. Um, and at night he is hooked up to his pump. So, um, we were in the hospital for about two weeks. He underwent surgery. Um, and then obviously he had to heal. We had to get trained on it. Um, and then they sent us home, and then it's been an uphill battle. And your world is turned upside down. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. Yep. Um, first, I just wanna, I just wanna hold space for you. I I cannot imagine 
being a new mom and then get throwing get getting thrown into something like that because you know everybody's journey is so different but when you're just home you had a beautiful mm-hmm. birth delivery you're just yeah. home trying to figure out what's going on with your sweet baby and then in a blink of an eye your whole world is different yep that's a lot it was that's a lot I'm sending you a huge hug. I wish I could hug you like through the computer right now. Um, I know you said that you're processing a lot of that right now. So how many months is he now? How long ago was that? Um, So that was about four and a half months ago. He's eight months. Um, So we got home on when he turned four months. Um, Okay. So yeah, it was about four months ago. And what does life look like right now? There's good days <laughs> and then there's bad days. Um, yeah. You know, he's a roller coaster, which all kids are, you know, they're constantly mm-hmm. changing. Then they're teething. Um, yeah. And so life, life is, life is good. I have to say that it mm-hmm. is, it's good. We're so lucky. It could be so much worse. Um, I know a few medical mamas who have it way worse Way, way worse. And not that it's a comparison. Um, everybody's journey is so different. But yes. um, we're very lucky that he will be okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's there's definitely challenges. Like right now we're dealing with he only wants his water. He can tell the difference between water and milk. Okay. You know? And so, and I get it. Like I love water too. So I'm like, I get it, buddy. Yeah. Like you also need to grow, you know. Um, so we're dealing right. with that. Um, we're dealing with food aversions, which is really common, mm. um, for kiddos that have G tubes. So we work with OT and speech super, super close, which is great. Um, and yeah, we just, you know, it's a different way of, of living for sure, because you're like, okay, he doesn't want his bottle. Let's tube it, you know? Um, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's wild. <laughs> That's a lot. And what is your situation like? Do you have um, – do you work from home with him or what? I think that yeah. is maybe some of – when I've been talking to some medical mamas is like, you know, yes, your world has changed because your child is going through a diagnosis and a complete different life change. Your yeah. life has changed. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden you're in the process of how do I now provide the care for this child yeah. and make sure that they have everything they need. What does that look like for you guys? So I, we're very blessed. Um, we live right down the street from my parents and um, right down the other so. street from my in-laws. <laughs> so wow, very, very, very lucky. We could not do it without them. Um, and right down the street from my brother and his fiance. So we're very, very oh. lucky. But um, I guess that's small town, small town stuff right there. Yes. But, um, but you know, I'm also blessed. I work for my parents' company, so I do work from home. Okay. Um, my husband works for a company and he actually started the job um with them in August, and this happened in September, and they've been nothing but amazing. Oh my goodness. Oh, Thank God. God. Yeah. God. And yes. so they actually um allowed him to work from home as well. So that's been really nice. Um, He doesn't go to daycare, obviously. He's, you know, I think would be a little too complicated for them to deal with. Um, Right, yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's a team effort. I still am trying to work as much as I can. Um, I also run a cycle studio. Luckily, I have an amazing co-owner, so I'm not doing that alone. But... um, you know, it's just like one step at a time or, you know, just trying to navigate it all. I still want to have, you know, my career. I love being a mom, but I still want to yeah. also have my career. So we're just trying to kind of, you know, navigate all of that. And it's just one day at a time right now. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it is still very fresh and it takes a lot of time to figure out what those next steps are when it yeah. comes to like, being in that process before everything happened and, you know, trying to figure out what was going on versus now life obviously looks different, but you have this diagnosis and potentially a plan for, you know, what his life is going to look like. Yep. 
Would you say it was more stressful when you didn't understand or know what was going on? Because I mean, as a mom, I can, my kid has like a sniffle and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what do you have? What do I yep. need to give you? How do yep. I care for you? Yep. But then also like it's processing a diagnosis and, right. you know, not that I ever want to put label on moms, but you said it in the beginning, like you're now termed a medical mom and what that yep. means for you and your family. So. How was that felt in that transition going from like that to to where you are now? Yeah. I mean, so they're both stressful in different ways, I would say. I definitely would say it was way more stressful before we knew what was wrong with him. Um, Now that we know what's wrong, we have resources. He has an amazing nephrologist out in Fargo that I message her sometimes three days a week week, you know, and he has an amazing condition in Fargo, um, that I work with even more closely. Um, so the transition was definitely like, you know, when I got out of the hospital, I'm like, okay, we made it. We're good. You know, didn't even think about the challenges that we had ahead of us after the hospital, which that first month was just brutal. (laughs) Um, you know, we had the four month sleep regression. And then on top of that, we're trying to like work this G tube and this pump. And I'm like, I am not medical. Like I could barely touch it for the first couple of weeks. Luckily my husband is amazing yeah. with it and was like, <laughs> and like did all the research with it. Thank goodness. But, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's just normal life now. And I will say for the most part, I kind of just like go through the motions. We're so used to it, but there are days that I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is, you know, I just like don't want to do it, but I'm like, I have to do it. You know, like it just, that's, yeah. it, that's just, it is what it is. Um, and we're leaving for a vacation the f- next week, the first time leaving him behind. Um, and I'm going over everything with my parents of what, you know, we do to get ready yeah. for bedtime and during the day. And um, that really put it into perspective, like, okay, wow. Like we, this is a lot, like, no wonder I'm, exhausted, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, no kidding. First off, I want to say that I'm very proud of you for (laughs) going on a trip because I think that's huge for ourselves, for our relationships. But I also know how incredibly hard it is to leave our babies, especially for the first time. Mm -hmm. How are how are you feeling about that? Well, mixed emotions. It's it's just for a long weekend. Um, I know it'll be really good. Like just a little reset, you know, um, he's with my parents. He'll be in great hands. Um, it'll be great for my husband and I to kind of get away and be adults for a hot minute. Um, definitely mixed emotions, but I know that when I come back, I'll be recharged and it'll just, it'll be good for everybody. (laughs) So, yes. So, (laughs) so good. And when it comes to I mean, I think anytime we go through challenges with our children, it affects our, I mean, bringing kids into a marriage in general is just super hard on your relationship, but throwing on, you know, medical challenges, a complete life shift, what would you say has been like the biggest way it's impacted your relationship? And that can be good and bad, right? Like some things like really bring people together, but what has that been like for you guys? Um, it's definitely been good and bad. I will say like, he is, my husband is so strong. Like I'm very, I'm obviously the emotional one. <laughs> um, and you know, he well, keeps- you're also still postpartum. So let's, okay. let's be honest. True, true. Very true. Yes. True that. Um, so I will say he kind of is like, okay, Taylor, like, you know what he brings me, he brings me back down when I, you know, my, Mm -hmm. my thoughts are going everywhere. Um, so that's been good. I will say it has been challenging because not only is it bringing, uh, you know, a child into the relationship, it's like, we have all these other, um, obstacles that we're having to Mm -hmm. face. Um, so that's, I mean, it's been it's been challenging. There's, there's been no doubt. I will say it has made us stronger. Um, absolutely. Rightfully so. And, you know, we're still in the thick of it and I can't wait to look back in like 10 years and be like, wow, like we, we, we got through that. Like that was, yeah. 
you know? Um, so we're, yeah. we're still in the thick of it. And, um, you know, what gets us through as his doctor said, the first six months are brutal. The next yeah. six months are going to be hard, but they're going to be better. And then once he hits one years old, it'll just get easier and easier because he'll be able to be like, mm-hmm. mom, I'm thirsty, you know, and he'll be able to eat, yeah. you know, actual food and whatnot. So um, that's what that's what gets us through the hard days and all the yeah. documents. Yeah. You have to find some brightness in the darkness because you Absolutely. could drive yourself crazy what would you say i mean speaking to the medical mamas out there what has been like that journey what has been the loneliest part i mean have you been able to find community and find other women who are going through you're going through to lean onto onto or like what has that felt like yeah you know i definitely i i need to find a community a local community like even going to coffee yeah um, I will say I'm in a few Facebook groups, um, and I do have okay. one girl that reached out to me. She's from Bismarck as well. She's going through um, one heck of a journey with her little one, and her and I communicate often. You know, I reach out to her a lot, and she's like, hey, how are you doing? You know, she reaches back out and asks me, and that's been really nice because I adore all of my friends that have little ones, but some days it's just so hard to relate. Um, and you know, they're complaining about just, you know, normal baby stuff, which is a hundred percent valid. Like having a child is no joke. Um, but it's just like, you know, some days I'm just like, I just had to tube feed my child and, or, Mm -hmm. you know, just different stuff. Or I just, I just had to hold my child down while he had labs, you know? And so it's just hard to relate some days. Um, and I'm trying to be better at that and not be so angry with like, why, why us, you know? Um, so definitely working. It's really it's really fair for you to feel that way. Yeah. I think anytime we go through challenges in life, it's anger is a very natural part of the process. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I can't relate on a child front, but I can relate with what everything we went through with my mom. And yes, yes. There are days where I would just find myself being like, but I want you to truly understand like what this feels like. Like, yep. yes, you can sit here and tell me you're sorry. And yes, you can sit here and tell me that you're here for me. But until you've actually seen and felt what this feels like, yep. I just don't feel like it's supportive. I'm, you know, 100%. So I, again, I, I can't really on the child front and that would be, I think would, would break me. So your strength is admirable. And I know you said you're still very much processing. I think Anytime we go through things and it, things happen very quickly, we're just surviving. Yep. And it kind of hits later in waves yep. to allow us to process those things. But 100%. Finding, a, finding people who can truly understand in their own way yep. um, what you're going through is so impactful mm-hmm. on just feeling seen and heard. So if there's anyone listening and you – are a medical mama, like reach out to Taylor. I will put yes, her information please, below. But yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head with that 100% with, um, people can say long paragraphs of, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm thinking of you. I'm praying for you. But until they have walked in your shoes of like that heartache, it's just, it's hard to relate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, You you definitely hit the nail on the head with that. And I think on the flip side too, like being a friend, it's hard because you don't know what to say or do because what could you say or do? Um, Has there any been anyone or any way that someone has particularly shown up for you that has made an impact? You know (laughs) – there's, there was a lot that outreach, um, when crew was in the hospital was, was insane. And, you know, every, everyone would ask, what can I do? 
what can I do? How can I help? And my response would be pray. Just pray. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Prayer is the power of prayer is unprecedented. It's so powerful. And that honestly is the only thing that got me through that, you know, that hospital stay and is continuing to get me through was, is just prayer, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, I would say that's just like the biggest thing, you know, obviously I had, you know, the most amazing friends, you know, I had a friend in Fargo who, um, she lives in Fargo. And so she did all my laundry while we stayed there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I got to go there and just, you know, go to her house and just get out of the hospital for a little bit. Um, so that was amazing. Um, you know, people brought us, you know, care packages while we were in the hospital. That was awesome. But I will say just, just prayer, you know? Yeah. 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 Do you find comfort in normalcy? And I don't mean normalcy in just a general term. I mean, normalcy as in like what life felt like before your life turned upside down. Um, do you find comfort in finding moments to make yourself feel like, I don't know. I, like I said, I, it's hard to say that, right? That mom guilt immediately like shows up in me when I say something like that or, you know, daughter guilt, I guess in my scenario, but I'm like, yes, I just want to feel like this never happened. 100%. Like I want to find a time where I can sit down with friends and chat and feel like this is not part of my life. And yep. again, that feels really, really hurtful to say on like a different perspective, but I can tell yep. that you understand where I'm coming from. I know exactly. Um, but do, where do you find from. comfort in that? Are you, yeah. Have yeah. you found moments to do that? Yes, definitely. Um, working out was always such a big part of my life before mm, I got yeah. pregnant. And so, you know, even if it's just three times a week, um, I, sometimes it's having to force myself, but I make Mm -hmm. myself do it, you know, go to cycle, go to bar, go to yoga, um, and just like get out, see people I know converse. And like, that's been really, really helpful. I will say. Um, and then also just like going out to eat with friends and, um, and just, and they're like, how are you doing? You know, tell me. And I'm like, you know what? No, like I don't want don't ask me. I want to know what's going on with you. Like, let me get out of this like craziness and like, I want to hear all about you. What's going on in your life? Like, give me some, you know, juicy gossip. I don't care. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have been, I have been definitely like making that a priority for sure. Yeah. That makes me think of like, and again, relating to my own experience, but like, do you find it almost frustrating sometimes or like you avoid certain situations because um you get that pity like how are you or has that been a thing for you at all cuz i at least in my situation i found myself like sometimes wanting to avoid situations cuz it's like oh people see me differently because i'm going yeah. through this really hard thing in life right. and while that can be comforting because it means that they care Right. It was also really overwhelming to be like, oh, now I'm looked at with pain, you know? Yeah. I mean, you know, I will say right away when he got out of the hospital, people were very like, you know, I'd go to my group fitness classes and everyone's like, oh my gosh, Taylor, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. How are you? And it was nice, but also at the same time, I'd be like, you know, like this was my, this was my, you know, getaway from it all. Um, but now that things have, you know, calmed down, I appreciate Mm -hmm. people asking cause yeah, although it looks like, you know, he's healthy and, you know, it looks like our life has gone back to normal. It hasn't. And so I guess now I appreciate it where as like, you know, a month or two after he got out of the hospital, I was like, Oh, you know, so I would say a little bit of Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to kind of that label medical mom, um, does that present, like, what does that feel like to you? I feel like we've gotten into this part of society and granted, I feel like we should wear things, certain things with a badge of honor, but I also feel like 
we've then categorized people based on their life circumstances. And sometimes that yeah. comes with a level of like one acceptance from us and that's a process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but two, then being like a sense of responsibility that maybe we didn't ask for. Um, yeah. Because you've been now given this label, I guess I would love to hear your thoughts because I I hear people using that term for themselves and I think it's fair, right? Because you're going through these circumstances and you can relate to other moms in that way. But like, what does that feel like for you to just like have that label on you now? Yeah. Well, to be be honest with you, um, I had never really called myself that. And then when I got your email, you're like medical mama. And I was like, huh, I am a medical mama. This is weird. (laughs) Well, first of all, I'm sorry for putting that label on you. Not not at all. And honestly, like, I'm like, wow, I am. And I, you know, I take, I will say like, it's weird. It's, it's very weird. Mm -hmm. I never in my wildest dreams thought I would be a medical mama, you know? Um, but at the same time I take pride with it because I do a lot (laughs) to be honest. Yes, you you do. Yeah. Um, my days are crazy and the doctor appointments are, are even crazier. So, um, so, you know, although it's weird and kind of sad, I, I take pride with that title, I guess. I think you should. And I absolutely love that you take it that way. Yeah. Um, I I honestly had never. At all. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) I had never actually like heard it used all that much until I started connecting with this podcast community and talking to women about different topics they wanted talked about. And everyone kept saying, can you have a medical mom on? Yeah what is that? Um, But then I've been following a few other mama accounts and medical moms and they had been sharing that. And I was like, hmm, you know, like, I wonder what that feels like to have that label attached to them. Granted, like those one, it seems like they were putting that label on themselves. Right. But I was like, it's interesting how, I mean, just relating it to like all the different labels we give ourselves that categorize us that way. I feel like can be looked at negatively or positively, but I really love the way you put that with like wearing it with pride because also it is one of those things where like you can look at and be like, yes, I'm a mom. I'm a medical mom. And like, that's what this means. Like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, my life is (laughs) crazy and you are powering through it with such grace. So (laughs) that you should, you should feel proud and you should wear that with honor because what you have been through is not easy. I cannot imagine. Um, I am covering you in prayer. What, what does, I guess, when you look to the future, what does that look like for you now? I mean, what kind of emotions are brought up for you as far as, you know, cruise future, but then also if you guys want future children, I mean, have you talked about kind of what that looks like for you and, and concerns around that? Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned earlier, he has a G tube. Um, Mm -hmm. so we're hopeful that by like three or four, he'll be able to get it out. Um, when he's able to say, mom, I'm thirsty, you know, I need water Mm -hmm. and like, just take his cup and drink his water. Cause that essentially is what keeps him going (laughs) is water, which is crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, he has, I mean, he drinks four ounces of just straight water. You know, you're not supposed to give babies water and he just, he guzzles water. That's what, you know, keeps him going. Um, So, you know, that his, his future is very hopeful. And I mean, I've lived with DI for almost 30 years. His is much more severe than mine is in my dad's and my grandma's. Um, But, you know, I was able to power through and I'm completely fine. I just drink a lot of water a lot. Right. <laughs> so, um, so you had no idea that that was that you had that as well. No clue. Wow. We just loved water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is so crazy. It's wild. I've just, actually he- heard that happening to a few people. Yeah. Um 
have another friend who is a medical mom and dealing with a diagnosis of her child. Um, Not unfortunately a really devastating diagnosis, but she found out that her and her husband both technically have it. um, But, and it, it's very rare that two people would then have a baby with this condition. um, And that's why it is, it is the way it is for their daughter. And it's just great. I mean, we just, technology and genetic testing and stuff has come so far to see what we are all have in our bodies and how our DNA is made up and our genetics. It's just absolutely insane. Genetics is so crazy. I'm like, I'm sure you've learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a, you know, we got another opinion from uh, two pediatric nephrologists in the cities um, just because it's so rare and we absolutely love our doctor. She's amazing. Um, But we just wanted another opinion just to make sure that his path is, you know, going the correct way of, you know, you know, handling it all. And they explained the genetic part of it. And so basically it's the X that the X chromosome, um, because it went from my, so it'd be my great grandpa gave it to my grandma who gave it to my dad, who gave it to his daughter, me, who I gave it to my son. So it goes boy, girl, boy, girl, boy. I believe it's the X chromosome. Eh, I'm pretty positive. I'm like 99% (laughs) sure. But, um, (laughs) So it's crazy. So basically my doctor, when I went to go get tested and all of that, he said, if we have another boy, 50% chance he will have it. If we have a girl, there's a 50% chance she will be a carrier of it. Um, so we're kind of, okay. yeah, yeah. Which is like so bizarre. Um, so we're just kind of trying to navigate all of that. I mean, at this point, yeah. we are so far from having another kid. We just need to get you know, through. process your last like seven months. Let's just give you some time. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, when the time comes, you know, it will be a tough decision, and there is a possibility that our, you know, kid will will our you know second child will have this as well. At least we'll know how to navigate it. Um, yeah, but. You know, I guess the main concern is like, what if crew has kids, what their future will look like, you know, because okay. um, it, it almost seems like the gene is like the, is mutating more and more as it goes down the line. Because like my dad doesn't have it as bad as me. I'm worse than him. And then obviously okay. crew is worse. I don't know if that's a thing, but that's just what it seems like. And like I yeah. said, we're working with a genetic counselor and everything um, right now. And I'm not in the medical field. So bear with me, everyone that is. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, for the most part, it's positive future. Yeah, good. I'm so glad I... Yeah. I, again, I'm covering you guys in prayer. What you've been through in your journey is, is crazy. I like, I hope you're allowed yourself to, to have so much grace and like see the strength in you to enter motherhood to begin with is a journey, Yes, but then to throw that on top of it is a lot. Um, So I'm just like, yeah, sending you guys all the love. I'm so happy to hear crew has the most beautiful future and just, yes, you guys are going to power through this. And I know I can already tell through this conversation what good you're going to create out of what felt very dark. Um, And I know sometimes that comes with time. So we're going to take a quick break and then we will be right back with Taylor's Dear Mama monologue. Dear Mama, in motherhood, there are many ups and downs. Through the downs, you may often wonder how you are going to navigate and get through this hard time. I'm here to remind you that you can do hard things and even get through hard times that may have once been your worst fear. Without the lows, you would never be able to appreciate the highs. Some days you may feel like you are on your own island and no one is listening, but always remember to trust your mama instinct and know that you are the very best advocate for your little one. 
Don't be afraid to get a second opinion and ask more questions. Mamas truly know best. For my medical mamas, I want you to know that you are not alone. The heartache, exhaustion, never-ending doctor appointments, and hospital stays. Your feelings are valid, and it's okay to be frustrated. I see you, I hear you, and my heart goes out to you. You will get through this one day at a time. I know for a fact that there is a mama out there that needed those words. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. And again, I'm so grateful that you are here to share your story. It's powerful. Um, It's going to make an impact. And I know... I know that from experience that our darkest days make for some really impactful stories for people that come after us. So yeah. thank you so much for being here. Thank you for if having me. If <laughs> someone wants to get in touch with you, do you mind if I share your yes. Instagram handle in the comments? Yes, please do. I would okay. love to connect with other medical mamas. Um, and even if you know they just need to vent like – I would love to to connect. So please do. Okay. Well, we will put your information in the show notes if you want to reach out to Taylor. But Taylor, thank you again for being here. It was so wonderful to meet you. Um, yes. And I'm just, yeah, grateful for your time, your energy, and your story. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Moms of the Night podcast where we are on a mission to make motherhood, especially those middle-of-the-night hours, feel less lonely. If you know another mama who could use these comforting words tonight, please consider sharing this episode with her. And don't forget to follow and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're enjoying the episodes, a quick click on that five-star button and leaving a review would mean the world to me. It's one of the many ways we can reach as many moms as possible who might benefit from hearing these conversations and words of encouragement. Your support means everything. Until next time.